This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. The strongest foundation of an organization is its people, processes, and performance. When you have the right people in the right seats, doing the right things, and at their top performance, then all sorts of great things happen. You have positive culture, you have employee engagement, which leads to client and customer higher retention, which leads to a better bottom line, which leads to innovation and creativity and progress, all sorts of good things. So how do you make sure that your people are working together at their top performance? There are a few keys here, together and performance. And this is not something that just happens haphazardly. It's something that takes conscious, intentional action. When we work with our clients, we talk about forward motion, that that is the goal of every task, initiative, project, goal, objective, and strategy is to somehow make forward motion on it. You don't want to be stuck. That gets you nowhere. So everything that a person in an organization does, that a team does, that the organization itself as a whole does, should lend itself to forward motion. I've identified six regular practices that leaders and managers can implement so that their team, their department, their staff truly do work better together tomorrow than they do today. So the first one is what I call Groundhog Day exercise. And this comes from the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray where he kept living the same day over and over and over. And so each day he tried something different. And by the end of the movie, he got it all worked out. He figured it out for the perfect day. How this works in real life, as opposed to Hollywood, is after a project or situation ends, it could even be a conversation, could even be an email interchange, You look at, if we had to do this over, what worked, what didn't work, and what would we do differently? So that's basically what Bill Murray did, is he figured out what worked, and he kept that in, what didn't work, and so how could he change it and do it differently? The Groundhog Day, like I said, can be used for everything from a situation to a client project that has ended and you go through the Groundhog Day exercise as a matter of course, not just when things go wrong, because you also want to note when things go right. You can do this informally or formally and actually document it. If you document it, by the way, 
this makes a great training exercise and material because then you have situations and explanations of those situations of what worked. Maybe you change policies and procedures as a result of going through the Groundhog Day exercise. It's a great tool. The second regular habit is weekly coffee talk with individual members of your team. And this is where they can come to you and talk about anything. Some call this a town hall or open door office hours. It's not about agenda items or getting things done. It's simply a check-in. Now you may be thinking, I don't have time for that. We've got things to do. I can't just sit there and have a 15-minute chat with each member of my team once a week. I'd like to ask you to reconsider that. Your employees, staff, team members are humans. And I'd like to see a world in which humans don't have to separate their life from the work they do or work from the life they live. That they're not just automatons that come and do whatever this is that they do, or even if it's from home, that they're not sitting in front of the computer doing their work and then they get to go live their life, that they are seen as humans and that you spend a little time getting to know them as humans. Regular habit number three is what's called a daily stand-up. Some people might do this weekly or with part-time workers only on the days that they work. But how this goes is you check in with your team member at the end of the day, or if you do it weekly, at the end of the week, and talk about what win they had. This is what they need to tell you. The win that they had, any challenge they're having or resources they need, and their priority for the next day or for the next week. I shared this with one of our clients who had a team member who could easily get off track. And I suggested the daily stand-up that she could use with him. And I expected, when she reported back a few days later, that there might have been some resistance. Instead, she said that he was thrilled. He loved the check-in. He loved having the accountability. It also gave her a chance to help him reprioritize if necessary. We all would like to be confident and feel and know that we're doing a good job, but sometimes we can't do it all by ourselves. We're not silos. Sometimes we need help. And if we don't have that model or the actual procedure or policy in place, like a daily check-in routine, then we might be hesitant to reach out for the help or the resources we need. And so if you have something in place where 
this is just what we do. It's commonplace to say, hey, here's the challenge I'm running into. Then people will be more likely to reach out if they need it, ask the questions they need instead of just sitting on something struggling because they don't want to have to ask for help or they don't want you to know that they couldn't figure it out. But when it becomes part of a regular conversation, hey, here's the challenge I'm having or I'm struggling with this, then it's not taboo to ask for said help or resource. Regular habit number four, have regular conversations with your team member about their vision of their career development, their their career track, personal and professional development, and support them in, in that goal that they have, in that vision. Maybe there are some things that you can provide, whether that's in the terms of resources or ideas. Sometimes all they need is just to know that somebody out there is rooting for them. One caveat, this is not the annual performance evaluation. This is regular conversations, maybe quarterly, maybe monthly, about their goals and what they're trying to achieve. It could even be a certain skill set that they're hoping to work on and bring into their toolbox. A lot of studies that are being done now in light of the great resignation or the great reshuffling, whatever you call it, is that some of the most important things, that top 10 list that employees want, is to know what is their career path, what kind of skills do they need, and how can they get the development and the training that they need. So you as a leader can champion and support that by acknowledging that they have those goals. Regular habit number five in order to create forward motion. Ask for their input as well as communicate what's going on in the organization and how the organization is doing. Make them truly feel that they are an important part of the organization because they are. Otherwise, why are they working there? Why do you have this particular role? If it's not important to the working of the organization, why does it exist? So since that is true, this is an important role, then treat it as such and treat the person filling that role as that important person. So asking for their input, sharing what's going on, and they really feel like they are an important part of the company. This is key to engaging your team members. And remember that actively engaged employees stay longer, they're willing to work harder, they help other team members, even if it's outside of their particular roles and responsibilities, 
employee engagement should be high on your list. And especially this number five is key to creating that engaged employee. And then finally, the sixth regular habit that you can implement is to know and focus on your employee strengths. What are they good at? What are they amazing at? What's in their zone of genius? Try to then pair their strengths with the tasks and responsibilities. And when you look at this a little more holistically and you step back and you look at your entire team or department or region or site and do that check of who's on my team, what strengths do they have, are there gaps I need to fill and look at that from a strengths place. Let's say you're looking at a problem in customer service and you realize you need someone who is outgoing, caring, empathetic, compassionate, doesn't mind talking to people. And you need someone like that to actively connect with your customers. So find the person that's good at that. Not just, well, Sally is in the operations department. She's got some time. Let's put her in that role. No, find the person who's got the strengths and the skills that are ideal for that place. Some trends are that organizations are getting away from the traditional organizational chart, or this is your set of tasks and roles, and you cannot go outside of them. Instead, it's a little more flexible or fluid, as in, hey, this is what Bob is really good at, so let's give him tasks and roles and responsibilities that fit those things he's really good at. Something to think about. Anyway, I hope you have found this helpful and that at least it's getting you thinking about what do you need to do on a regular basis that helps you connect with your team members more often and better that then leads to better performance. I think you'll find all those great benefits I I mentioned at the beginning, that when you have true forward motion and you're not going backward or stuck on pause, that's when you're going to see amazing results in your organization. If you have found today's episode helpful, can you share it with three people that you think would also find it helpful? Because the more I can get the word out about how to work better together, the better the world is going to work. Until next time, may you thrive. Thrive.